1: FM Talk Podcast.
3: America. I am not a number, I am a free man. Wiggins America.
1: The only thing I'm going to need from you guys right now is a cup of coffee.
0: Wiggins. Today's global economy waits for no man.
3: America.
1: Today's global business climate is like, whatever dude.
4: Politics is a dirty game. I'm not sure we want to play. There are forces here at work that you couldn't possibly understand. You have no idea how high up this goes.
3: Welcome to Wiggins America.
5: Make up and
6: talk
4: to me it's a long time The International since. Monetary Fund. this is a weird organization that has all to do with controlling global currencies. They unveiled last week a new global currency known as the Universal Monetary Unit. So when you're hearing people talk about these central bank digital currencies, this is the concern. So this is called the Unicoin or the Universal Monetary Unit. The attempt here is to create a world reserve currency that's not the dollar. So this is separate from what China's doing. Keep this in mind. They're using this thing called BRICS that's semi-gold-based, or at least it is intended to be, uh, to trade with other countries outside the dollar. Obviously, they have a vested interest in not using the dollar. But what the IMF is doing here is creating a new currency that will, for lack of a better understanding of it, it's just going to be out there and pushed by, weirdly, nobody really knows because it's not the IMF that's introducing it. They just seem to be endorsing it. Who in the world is introducing this? The press release says that it's an organization consisting of sovereign states, central banks, commercial and retail banks and other financial financial institutions that's the detail that we get now if that doesn't concern you that's even worse because we don't even know who is pushing this of course how do you fight back against this well first you stabilize the dollar you stop printing dollars stop pushing that because we could still salvage this thing second though even if you don't do that you just don't adopt this but if all these organizations are pushing it it's scary. It's scary because one world currency is scary. Let's not do that. If you have any power to not use this thing, don't use it. Never had it so
3: bad. Never had it so bad. Never had it so bad. Never had not it all so heroes bad. wear capes, but Ryan does. Wiggins America
6: Yeah.
4: Old Roy is here for a very sentimental segment. Okay. We're going to talk about the old days a little bit. The old days. The old days when you and I were television producers and we pretended like we knew what we were doing all the time. And so, in pretending, we would say, We're going to go out for a meeting at about 10 30 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and we would go on what we called adventure lunches. Yes, indeed. So, we would just drive, it, we would pick a direction and we'd just go northeast, whatever. Yeah. And we'd just start driving until we found. Usually a small town, but whatever. Mm -hmm. And whatever restaurant we stumbled upon, we would just eat there for lunch and we would have our meeting. Yeah. That was a blast. Yes. (laughs) Those were the (laughs) days. That was the best part of being a big time (laughs) TV (laughs) producer. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, so we would eat at the most random little restaurants pretty much all throughout Southern Illinois. Mm -hmm. And we would do meetings all day and do that. Um, Got very little done other than we would... I mean, it was a lot of creative work, so you know, you're know, you just sort of bantering. Yeah. But um, I have some bad news that I want to share with you. Oh, no. One of the places that we would adventure lunch to frequently, I guess after the first one, it's not really an adventure. You know where you're going. <laughs> yeah. But one of the places that we love to go, I'm going to read the story here. This is from, uh, I think this is the Alton Telegraph. It says, Village trustees unanimously approved a special use permit Wednesday to convert the former Marine Diner, mm. into a private school for students with special needs. Yep. Did you already know this? I did. I'm friends with the mayor, so. Oh, of course you are. <clears throat> but the Marine Diner was one of the best places we would go. Oh,
7: my gosh, yeah.
4: It was, I th- Wasn't was it owned dogs. by somebody and then was sold to somebody else? It was Millie's Diner. <laughs> and uh she which is funny because last week we were talking about Victoria being on the show. Yeah. That was her name. We Millie. did we name her after Millie's diner? No, I think it's just, it just it it flowed. Millie O'Malley was a great Millie O'Malley was Victoria
7: name, Jackson's so. character name on our <clears throat> sitcom. But the the diner in this little bitty tiny town of Marine um just great cheeseburgers, corn dogs and ice cream. Yeah the no frills food groups (laughs) right um and it was fantastic and and she retired somebody else came in and bought it and uh ran it for a little while and which being in that the restaurant business now i i understand completely the 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 idea of well we we have to expand we have to try something new we have to you know you're always battling against you know labor costs and revenue and yeah and they kind of I think they kind of lost their uh identity a little bit added a whole lot of things to the menu and um now you're talking like a restaurant owner. I know great people and it was still a good place it was a great place but I they just like so many other places it's hard to sustain especially through COVID yeah um but yeah, it's a long time little, the only, one of the only, I think there's only two places in Marine Marine to eat. Um, but yeah, I did hear that they're converting it to a, a I drove by it uh, on the way here
4: actually and there were construction workers there. So I, I pulled this quote. It says, when we started things out in 2020, ooh, mm-hmm. ouch, like any restaurant, then we thought we could get through COVID and get back to normal and everything should be good. We found, though, was that inflationary pressures, Mm -hmm. how much food and supplies cost, supply chain issues, we were surprised that we couldn't get the kind of stuff that we wanted on a regular basis, basic stuff, as well as workforce issues. Mm -hmm. We had a core group of people who were very, very, very dedicated and very, very supportive, but that wasn't enough people to staff our operation. It was very, very difficult to find workers that is so sad because all of those issues are caused by, with with an exception, of maybe, not even exception, but maybe an asterisk on the last one, uh, those issues were caused by the government. Yeah. I mean, this is the actual outcome of big government stepping in and saying, who's your daddy? It's me. Mm-hmm. And then realizing that daddy's only there real quick and then he's gone. Daddy's going to give you a, a nice trip to six flags and then he ain't there the rest of the time that's what's so sad and little millie's diner which is very personal to me and you i just wanted to bring that up not just to tell the story of how fun it was to be doing that for a number of years doing our little adventure lunches but that those diners and those little mom and pop operations throughout the entire country Mm -hmm. have suffered so badly and not only are they suffering because of covid policy and spending policy but now we're seeing transformational change to american society because of it with the workforce specifically yeah. i think you're probably still dealing with that
7: some of that Oh, absolutely <clears throat> it's really difficult to to get and keep <clears throat> i mean and and it's multi-layered it's not like there's an easy fix one i mean you've got the fact that we Government mandated that people not go out to eat. Mm-hmm. It so it it destroyed the people who did want to work there. Their jobs were gone. Yeah, you got to go home. And then they had to find something else to do. Now you say, okay, now it's okay. Well, they're already on to their other things. And those people were the the people at Millie's. It was the same people working there every yeah, day it was a core
4: of about three or four
7: people yeah. and then after that I I feel for the the people that took over the Marine diner because it, it was like every time you go in it's different staff you can't keep them you can't give them enough hours mm-hmm. to 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 keep them and then on top of that they hit you with okay we're gonna jack up minimum wage mm-hmm. um which then eliminates the jobs. Because you can't, on a small restaurant like that, you can't afford to be paying, it wasn't intended to be a livable wage. This is the thing people don't understand about restaurant, the food service is. It was those jobs, because of the cost of the products and the, the, the price you're trying to sell them for, this is a job for the part-time high school kid. Mm-hmm. To come or in and or make
4: part-time uh, Ryan's wife. Yeah,
7: you know she's talking about
4: working for you this summer. Yeah, just make it, make it a couple extra. of bucks. Yeah, yeah
7: it's not it, it. The the meth the model of the industry can't support providing everybody a livable wage, whatever that means. And people just don't understand. Well, you want to pay. $16 for a hamburger, sure, we'll do that, but nobody wants to pay $16 for a hamburger. And
4: this is the result, is we just have less places to eat. Yeah. You have less businesses that can open uh, because government just keeps intervening. Mm-hmm. I mean, government, whenever it puts its thumb on the scale for anything, it ruins it. Yep. Well, first it makes it more expensive, then it ruins it. Right. And we're seeing that going on right now with colleges, and we're seeing it go on right now with health care health insurance specifically, mm. is they have driven up the cost of health care, not just insurance, but health care, so high that they've now forced you to have insurance. They're, you know, in my lifetime, I knew people who did not have health insurance. Right, It was a choice they could make. You cannot make that choice now. You are forced to have it because the cost of everything is so much higher. And now you're seeing the healthcare care industry is not going away. Like that's something you have to have. So you're seeing lots of doctors just say, you know what we're going to do? Not accept health insurance. We're just going to be completely private. Yeah, And it's more expensive than getting it insured, but it's actually less expensive than they would be paying the insurance because the insurance has driven the cost up so much.
7: Well, and this is another <coughs> another downside to the the collateral damage that these stupid uh, government overreach things have is that even the people that want to work can't work the amount of work their amount of time they want to because if they if they go over a certain amount of income the health care becomes on yes affordable. exactly exactly so I have to I have to make less money in order to afford this mandated health care so I can't work. Mm-hmm. the number of hours that I want to work so now they're they're forcing you to pay people more money to give them a livable wage but they're de-incentivizing a livable wage because if you make i mean it's it's not a lot of money if you go over a very small amount of money annually you are now not eligible for no oh, I know the Obamacare or you have to pay it back
4: mm-hmm so it's not clear what the. Yet, yet, the Bernie Sanders of the world will put up a picture of somebody who's, you know, a single mom. This is Jennifer. She can't afford, She doesn't. Ha- she's not making a living wage at her job because we won't raise minimum wage. Well, that's really nice. And it makes me look at Jennifer and I go, doggone it. I wish Jennifer could have a better life. But the problem is, you, Bernie, and you, people just like you, have voted for years to devalue our currency. Mm -hmm. You just keep printing money to the point that the money that these people are making is valueless or is much less valuable. And so the, the price of a house in 1980 versus now, yeah, it's insane. The difference you could, you could buy a house then that you cannot buy now working the same type of job, because even though you're making more money, it goes, it doesn't go as far. And I I just hope that there are people out there listening who can get that. Like, I I know most of our listenership already gets that. I just hope that somebody somewhere hears and goes, you know what? My compassion is not wrong, but it is misplaced because I'm not getting the full picture of what's going on. And people like Bernie are just lying. or." they don't know themselves i really don't know which it is because some of those people do genuinely have compassion for people but they're just misled although when you're 85 years old you'd hope at some point somebody would have explained what i just did and you just did in the last five minutes to you i would hope that somebody would have said that in your life and you just decided probably i don't i don't care about that i don't really care anyway uh, plug for Tulligan's. Go, go to Tulligan's in Highland. <laughs> Keep Roy flows. We'll be right back to Warwick in America.
7: We're so sorry,
2: Uncle Albert We're so sorry if we caused you any pain All battles are spiritual in nature. Wiggins, America.
5: Uncle Albert But there's no one
0: left at home
4: Here's one I've been looking forward to talking about all week. This story is is really interesting in the times that we live in because if you fast forward, uh, fast forward is the wrong term. How about rewind? Fast rewind <laughs> to oh 50 years ago, probably more than that at this point, 60, 70 years ago in this country, this story would not even be a story. It would be like, well, of course, that's that's of course that's what you do. But this is not 60 years ago. It is now. Surprise, surprise. Here it is. The Texas Senate on Thursday passed a bill that would require the prominent display of the Ten Commandments in public school classrooms, reigniting a debate over the role of religion in schools and parental rights. The measure is sponsored by Republican State Senator Phil King. It states that every public elementary or secondary school must display in a conspicuous place in each classroom. Of the school, a durable poster or framed copy of the Ten Commandments starting in September. Now, if this was just some random person, Phil King, who introduced a bill, that stuff happens all the time. They go nowhere. This has already passed the Texas Senate. It passed in party line votes, of course. Guess which party? I won't even have to tell you. 17 to 12 along party lines. And now leads, leads goes to the GOP led House, where I don't know whether it's going to pass or not but then it would go to the governor Abbott. Would he pass it? I don't know. Now there might be some jockeying going on. There might be some, um, some political gamesmanship that says, hey, you know what? No, we won't pass a bill that says you have to display the Ten Commandments, but we will pass a bill that says you can display the Ten Commandments, which I believe is already legal but teachers are so afraid of it because administrations don't know that that's legal. And this is very, very shaky territory. I mean, this is kind of the kind of stuff that would go through the courts for years and end up at the Supreme Court, and we'd all be watching to see what would happen. But the legislature going ahead and going forward with a bill like that is very interesting. It, it, of course, brings up the separation of church and state, which, by the way, if you look into the history of the separation of church and state— That was created out of thin air i would challenge you if you are a supporter of the separation of church and state to find it in the u.s constitution you can't do it it is not in the constitution it was never meant to be in the constitution when the founders wrote it Um, they did have a protection of religion from the state um, which is what the first amendment is Uh, But we've used that backwards to protect the state from religion. And that is not the way that that was intended. And in fact, this idea of the separation of church and state, the only time it appears in any sort of founding document, and it's not even a legal document, is in a personal letter from uh, Thomas Jefferson to, I think, Adams. But it's in a personal letter from Thomas Jefferson about the separation of church and state. And even in it, he's talking about protecting religion from the state. Because you have to remember at that time, people were, uh, there was a lot of state-sponsored religion. You know, this is the Church of England, for instance, uh, the Church of France. You know, these are state-sponsored religions, and they force people into worship. And our founding fathers said, we do not want to force people into their beliefs. We want them to come to those beliefs free of any coercion, So now we've gone too far the other direction, and we protect everybody, including the state and anything publicly funded from religion, and that was never the intent. That was created, this idea of separation of church and state, again, that was created in the 1950s by the courts. They grabbed that letter from Thomas Jefferson, and they created a new doctrine. So it did not exist before the 1950s. So that brings us back to the current day. Would you support the Texas legislature and governor telling every public school in Texas or wherever you live, let's say this happened where you are, uh, that they have to display the Ten Commandments in school. Part of me believes that they should just pass a law that says you can display this. So it would be on par with anybody sharing any other doctrine within schools that we allow. We just don't allow that one for some reason. I, you probably know why. is because it's Christian. Actually, it's Judeo-Christian. The argument for it, though, bear with me here, is that you're not actually doing any state-sponsored religion here. Again, as I referenced, state-sponsored religion is the funding of religion by the federal government. This is not that, although it's close, because you're funding schools that are mandatory attendance that would then be sharing religious beliefs. That's not necessarily something that we have held in high esteem in American history. We have just always allowed it. I would be in support. I mean, I'm in support of the 10 commandments. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. That's the thing is that I think that would solve a lot of society's ills. It's just, there's a right way to do it and there's a wrong way to do it. And this one's right on that line. Uh, to me, and I shared this story early this week when we were talking about it on the dailies, when Andy Fry show, that There are values that are shared in even the schools in my district. It'll be like the value of the month is compassion. Be compassionate or be humble or be courageous or whatever. And every school in the district will share that message on their marquees and in their classrooms. And there's nothing wrong with any of those messages. That's what's nice is that they're not like crazy messages or anything. They're good messages. But they started right when I was out of high school doing that. So I never really experienced it. But when I would drive past a kiosk or marquee kiosk that said, be compassionate, I would think that's good, but it doesn't carry any weight. So even when I was <clears throat> roughly of the age of, of being in school, <clears throat> I would look at those and go, I don't disagree, but what's to make me have compassion? Why are you telling me that it's good? There's always a why there that can't be answered. The why would be, well, because it's good. Well, that, that's not a real why. That's just circular. But if you add God to something, and really, not even add God is rather probably the wrong term, but if the authority of the message comes from God, that carries a lot more weight. Even if you don't believe in God, it carries more weight if you, you're saying, look, a higher power that's higher than you said this is what we should do said this is the best way to do things or to live. Now, you can say, I don't agree with that, but it still carries more weight. And it is a solution to a lot of our problems to have God, this higher authority, telling you not just here is a command, but this will make your life better. And in fact, there's life beyond this life there's so much that comes with it that's really important that it solves a lot of issues without ever really addressing the issues. Also, the argument for it is simply this, and I'll end on this. If you don't teach a value system, you create a vacuum and something comes into it. You never just have empty space. So this idea of the public debate the only reason it's existed for this long is that you've had a a dominant judeo-christian ideal that has been in charge of this country as that has changed it's not that it's just become nothing it's that it's become something else and that's why people talk about wokeness or this hard left progressive ideology that's essentially communism or state-driven religion. It's like the state is the highest power. The government is the highest power. Something's always going to step into that void. Well, that's what we're experiencing in this country right now, is that as we've moved away from a God ideal or God ideology, you have new ideology stepping in that says you are God. And here is a new way of doing things. There is no right and wrong other than what we determine, which changes constantly. There's no objectivity to it. So the argument that maybe putting the Ten Commandments in all schools is a good thing, because if you don't do it, you're just creating a vacuum for other worse things. There's an argument there. Whether I agree with it or not, I don't know. Um, I think there probably is a better way to do it than the way Texas is doing it. And maybe it will change. That's the thing. There's, there's you know, these things go through a process. And then what comes out is oftentimes a compromise. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw that here. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Wiggins America.
3: Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm.
6: Just do a quick search for Tecovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tecovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west.
4: Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places?
7: Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com/network today.
0: Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at
6: tmobile.com.
3: As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, That's code HERO ten for ten percent off at hero.co. Welcome to Paradise, Wiggins America.
4: Trisha is back, and we are here to talk about a couple things that I I asked you ahead of time. Is it okay if we talk about some of the stuff that's happened to you in the last couple weeks? Because the whole St. Louis area has been dealing with these crazy storms. I mean, it's April. Mm -hmm. That's what happens. But I always forget that April brings about hail and crazy winds and all this stuff. We have
2: tornadoes.
4: Tornadoes. It's crazy. There was one in my town. It didn't come. It didn't really hit anything, so nobody talked about it. But it it apparently ran along 255 in Illinois for a little distance, and then it Mm -hmm. went away. Didn't hit anything. That's great. Uh, But you got hit. I did. Can you share?
2: Sure. I was at. uh, I was. We were at some friend's house, and I got a call. It was when the tornadoes were happening a couple weekends ago. For, first of all, when they were happening, I was outside fishing. So my mom called and she's like, get inside. You're ridiculous. And I'm like, OK, thanks, mom. Sorry.
4: Did you not know?
2: Yeah, I did. Well, I was standing in between Freeburg and Smith and I could hear the sirens for both towns. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> you're then, just like, eh. basically, my mom called and I felt like I was at a high school party I wasn't supposed to be at. I looked at it. I'm like, oh, I got to call my mom back, guys. So I'm like, mom, it's fine. I'm but you're literally inside. fishing. I'm at the fishing Andy in Griffith a fishing field. Yeah, Yeah. I'm standing in a field during a tornado. I'm
4: doing something wrong.
2: Right. Um, Anyway, my neighbor called and said we had a tree down. I'm so sorry. And he sounded very concerned. And I was like, well, we've got a lot of trees. It's probably fine. And he's like, I'm really glad you guys aren't home. Your cars would be destroyed. I was like, well, my car is home. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He couldn't see it. It was
4: flat. It was a mess. So the tree fell, flattened your car. Yeah. But didn't mm-hmm. really Pancake. damage anything else. It did well, it actually. It took
2: out all the electrical to our house.
4: Oh, yeah. That oh, was fun. so you were in a hotel for a while. That's, I forgot that. We were, about that. yeah.
2: We stayed with some friends.
4: I I just bring mm-hmm. that up because, um, you know, there, there's been so many people who've had issues, mm-hmm. and you were one of them.
2: It's very relatable.
4: When you're going through the process for insurance, mm-hmm. do insurance adjusters know that there are busy seasons and dead seasons like is this just par for the course
2: no that's interesting i because i wasn't sure how it worked either i thought maybe um i i don't know where i thought these guys were located but in my mind they were in the st louis area and they know everything that was going on oh. but when i first called about the car i actually I called amarin first and they're like what's happening around there I'm like, well, there's tornadoes. And they're like, oh, my gosh, yeah, we they see, like, Ameren doesn't know. I'm like, that's interesting. You're Ameren, Illinois. And then I called I called my local agent. They obviously knew what was happening. But then I got to claims and, well, was there strong winds or was there a tornado? Well, there was a tornado and strong winds. Well, what area are you in? What happened there? Why are we getting all these claims? It was like, mm-hmm. It was almost like nobody even Googled it. Nobody told it. Like, Nobody told the power company, the crazy? insurance people. Yeah,
4: it was. Doesn't it seem like they should have all the information? I mean, we're living in an information age, so mm-hmm. it does surprise me. But at the same time, I'm like, well, of course they don't know. They're not here. How are well, they going to know?
2: That's that's what I came to realize about the third guy I talked to. I'm like, well, he wouldn't know. But I was on the phone with them, and this person was asking me pretty like hard-hitting, this is the guy that has to cut the check, so I get it, but tornado or just strong winds. This was like a big point of conversation, I'm like, well, I wasn't home. I'm like, there were tornadoes in the area. Let me Google it. So I Google, was there a tornado in Belleville on this night? And sure enough, I'm like, oh, it was a tornado, and he's like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 Okay, I see that now. Like, just Googling, letting them know.
4: It reminded me of this mortgage thing. Have you followed this at yeah. all? Yeah.
2: Have you? I, I haven't followed it like you followed it. Oh. You actually, your tweet actually keyed me into it, and I thought, "Are you? Are you actually kidding me?" I thought it was a joke.
4: I, I thought, re- it, I really was thought it was AI.
2: I thought that was doctored. I thought the image that you shared was doctored,
4: and that's why I posted it because I thought this is. Please, somebody tell me this is doctored. Mm-hmm. This is full communism.
2: Now, what I don't know, and I am sure you do, is this going to impact exit. You're locked no. into a rate, so it doesn't impact anything no, no, no. existing. If, this is just new home buyers. Yes,
4: and that's that's what they're banking on is that most people are going to say banking. No, in pun intended, um, that most people are already locked into their mortgage. You're in a thirty-year mortgage. By the end of the mortgage, you probably have your house paid off. Well, anybody who's going to open a new mortgage, which may not be you, and if it's not you, you should still be mad about this. <laughs> well, yeah,
2: I mean, you might want to move at
4: some point. <laughs> well. And, but who knows if this is going to last beyond Biden's administration. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, I mean, look, if the guy's in office for another six years.
2: I mean, is he going to be? He,
4: then this policy in
2: six years? would
4: be in place. And if you don't know what we're talking about, the policy that we're talking about, I mean, if, if you've missed this, you really need to know about this. So tune in, listen to what I'm about <laughs> to say. <laughs>
2: I know you are listening before, but stop what yeah. you're doing. You
4: had this on in the background. I need you to turn the radio up and listen to the details of this. If you have good credit, good credit, you are going to pay a penalty on your rates now because of the Biden administration's policy. If you have bad credit, you're going to be rewarded with a lower rate. And you know how they're doing that? They're making the people who are paying the higher rate, who've been good, who've managed their credit well, and their life and finances well, pay for those who haven't. Mm -hmm. That is communism. Okay, now you can just go back to listening to us in the background. But Mm -hmm. please do be fuming about that.
2: You know what I think is the most irritating part of the whole thing for me? Is that I think the way we grade credit rating is obnoxious sure and people are set up for failure and unless you have parents that start worrying about your credit when you're 12 a lot of adults are going into the world like i don't even know how to i have no credit so my credit's bad so the credit rating system is junk but we've been we've had to work hard to play the game yes the system that they've put in place and some of us have worked really hard and sacrificed sacrificed a lot to to pay off debt. To win their game by by paying off debt and increasing our credit score and getting the right mix and opening the right amount of accounts and having the right you know taking out the right loans and paying them on time and paying off
4: your medical bills.
2: Yep and then other people were just like "Mm, you know what it's fine I'm not worried about it. Yep. And I'm not even mad at those people I'm mad at the system.
4: I, it's fa- it's a fair criticism of the credit system. I don't. The problem with just like anything is that we can criticize it all day. What is a better credit system? I agree with you. I don't know.
2: I don't either. I mean, Maybe a more simplified credit system where you're not penalized for having no credit or no debt. I've well, got a girlfriend who owns her house straight up. Yeah, bought it in cash. Garbage credit score because she didn't take out a loan on well, it. Well, that's but that's, she has no
4: debt. I and I, I get it. And but that's up to to me. That's up to the bank. If you want to get a lend a loan, the bank should look at stuff like that and say, you know what, you have a but lot of equity. I don't know that they are
2: because she's been she had a hecking hard time getting a car loan, even though she had equity in in the form of uh, an entire house. Yes, you well, know.
4: I mean, technically, she could take out a home equity loan and pay off a car, which if she wanted to do the system obnoxious the system is and we've all been
2: trying to figure it out for so long but
4: in that rat race if you do it right because that's the thing is that the whole system is based on how trustworthy are you Mm -hmm. well if you've never borrowed money then they say i've never seen you repay a loan so your credit score is lower even though you've been very financially sound you haven't played the credit score game you didn't play their game that is that is a criticism that's valid However, I also understand why the system is that way, because they're saying, you've never shown me that you can pay off a loan. It's kind of dumb, but and that's why it should be up to an individual local bank to look at that and say, hey, I see that you've actually been really responsible. I'm going to reward you by lending you money if you need it. But they don't really do that. To
2: me, it is... You were penalized before for not playing their game. Now you're penalized for playing their game. Yeah, is how screwed.
4: I see this. Yeah, my my, and that's again back to the point. My whole criticism of it is obvious. I mean, at any angle you look at this, it's stupid. You, mm-hmm. There's no there's no possible way that you could justify this. As usual, the only thing I've heard because I haven't even heard the Biden administration try to defend this, but anything that I've even heard them hint at. Is that it's some sort of racial justice, which is just the most benign BS argument that, as I've said many times, even on this show, people misconstrue racial things for financial things very, very often. And Mm -hmm. they'll say poverty is equal to race. And it's so stupid. And it's actually racist Mm -hmm. to do that, because when you're saying that people of a certain race are stupider and poorer than other people and they're not able to change that well there might be systemic issues there but you're just assuming that because somebody is a certain race they're automatically either dumber or poorer or whatever and it's so racist to think about people that way and to not even want them to try to succeed mm. to just tell them hey, that, that's where yeah, you are i agree with that but anyway back to the real point here which is that i i called my bank at the end of last week to see if this was going to affect me, because I'm a, I buy, yeah, I'm buying real estate and stuff. It's one of the reasons I'm able to sort of uh, stay afloat in amidst inflation is that I'm trying to hedge it against mm-hmm. these things. And I called my bank, and they didn't even know about it. This was last Friday. I haven't heard, and I emailed a different Were you one. like, I shouldn't have called you? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs>
2: like, I made a mistake. Wrong number.
4: <laughs> oh, I, I mean, oh. they're not going to penalize <laughs> phone. me. who's this? You know. Oh, <laughs> I thought this was my cousin. Tokes Whoops, I didn't mean. I'm talking about interest rates with my cousin <laughs> all the time. Whoops. <laughs> uh, but I, I called them, and they go, oh, what, what in the world are you talking about? Even they didn't know. Now, I'm not saying, this is a local bank. So what they said was, since they don't sell their loans, they have in-house loans, that this wouldn't affect them. I also got the sense that they didn't know what they were talking about because they didn't know what I was talking about.
2: I mean, I don't know how your mortgages work, but my mortgage lender has
4: changed. Well, that's most, most banks, they get, most lenders. They sell them. They sell those, mm-hmm. and they're backed by Freddie and Fannie. Mm-hmm. Well, I think if that's the case, this would affect you. Mm-hmm. But if you find a bank that's not doing that, that they hold all their loans in-house... This may not affect you. I'm not sure about that, but that's what the Don't bank told me. Don't those
2: in-house loans have to be backed by something too, though?
4: Yes. I think they're federally insured, which may mean that they are affected by this. That's why I said, ah, mm-hmm. I don't know that you really know.
2: I'm surprised they didn't ask you since you were the one delivering the well, information. I did.
4: I, I sent the – sh- she said, well, what are you talking about? I said, well, you want me to send you the articles? No. And they said, yes, <laughs> I do. <laughs> so that's what's so sad. But, oh, I mean, man. it just goes to show you these are people who – that's their industry. They didn't even know this was coming. It's – It's it's such garbage. I don't even – Yeah. The more I talk about it, the matter I get. I know, I know. And it's not just, be- I don't think it's just because of me buying houses. It's because this is so blatantly social communism. Mm-hmm. I mean, socialist communism that they used to kind of hide it and they try to put it behind this veil of social justice this is blatant Venezuela communism.
2: Well, and to me as somebody who's been playing this game for a very long time now, it just adds new rules to the game like okay, so I'll drop my astronomically high credit score down a little bit to save money over here That's on what, my, yeah. a- ahead of my next house purchase. It's just gonna throw it's gonna throw an already flawed system. Into even, it's gonna make it even more. Unreliable. That's what I said to my wife,
4: I'm like, why don't we just stop paying all of our medical bills? Let's just hold off. Just, oh, just hold off yeah. just
2: long enough.
4: Well, then who knows? Then it, what does it go away? And then you're, oh, shoot. I, now I messed up again. It
2: actually does. You don't know. After, no, after, that. time, I mean, do, the penalties. Does the rule go away? You're right. You know,
4: is Biden yeah. just going to all of a sudden go, yeah. oh, or the courts maybe mm-hmm. step in? I don't think that's going to happen It's the same here, situation
2: though. they put us in. And I know you're trying to wrap up, but it's the same situation they put us in with a student loan. It is very similar. Debt and yeah. holding off on the interest. Do, do you pay it or do you not pay it? Are you an idiot for paying it or are you an idiot for not paying
4: it? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's government intervention you can't figure out how to play the game Mm -hmm. because the rules keep changing because there's a bunch of freaking commies that's the end of the show go get the podcast bye
3: govern me harder daddy wiggins america